hello everyone. Welcome to the program. My name is Reverend Brian, and I am the right-winged reverend. Well, today's program should be the conclusion of our series of the education under the heading of TABA, Take America Back Again. And remember the premise of the program. Well, I'll remind you anyway. But before we do that, let's pray. Heavenly Father, you are an awesome, awesome God. I want to give you thanks and praise and glory for everything. Lord, I pray that the words of this program would be blessed and that the right people at the right time need to hear this program and take the actions needed so that we can take America back again to give you glory. You have blessed this planet beyond, or this country beyond any on the planet. And we thank you and we praise you for that. And we have been lax in keeping it out of Satan's hands. So I pray that you would bless it and help us. Lord, we love you, we thank you, and we praise you, and we do it and pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So the whole premise of TABA, Take America Back Again, which is going to be the overall theme for as long as it takes, is we are speaking to the future people of America that are living under some form of socialism. Now, I don't believe that the socialism we will see will be like Russian socialists or Venezuelan. But I do believe socialism is coming to this country under the guise something like England or Canada or Eastern Europe. It's coming. And when Americans finally wake up, and realize what's happening, the conservatives, the Republicans, the Christians, the patriots, and true Americans are going to want to know how can we take our country back and how can we keep it safe from predators like the left. So far in this series, we have seen we, we looked at how far the left has taken our country in the form of education from the 50s to today. 60 years. I'm 60 years old. And I can remember most of this. Our education system is so broken. Uh, and once, uh, the, the series before last, we... we looked at in 1979 Jimmy Carter took the number one education system in the world the United States and gave it cabinet level position the Department of Education he created that today we are number 27 remember this is a rule I have looked into this and this is true anything the left touches it destroys and ruins and if you doubt that look at anything that the left has touched football 
education. The list goes on and on. Anything they touch, police forces, the IRS, the political party, the election system, the court system, everything that they touch, they destroy. We have seen that. We have documented that. Today, what I want to do is I want to take a look at and up until now, we've looked at how we got here and the results of letting the left do certain things. One of the great things that the left does is they are great at incrementalization. They didn't just wake up one day and say, hey, let's have homosexual marriage be legal. That's not what happened. They wore down the center and the right. They stacked the courts. They waited till they got a left-wing president, and then they made a full court press to the Supreme Court. That's how it happened. It was a planned, long-term thing. So incrementalization is their forte. And we, we've taken a look at that. So today what I want to do is I want to take a look at some recommendations on, number one, how we can take our country back, and recommendations on how not to do those things. The program two, two programs ago, you should go back and listen to. When you see the results of what they've done, especially if you're, a, if you're a millennial or younger and you don't remember the education system from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. So all you know is what you have seen in the last 10 or 20 years. Go back and see what it was like. Listen to that program. And here's some of the recommendations that I'm going to make. The first and foremost, and the easiest fix, the quickest fix, is homeschool. Now, is that easy? No. Is it cheap? No. Is it a sacrifice? Absolutely. And for most of the couples that do it, they're sacrificing a full-time income. They are sacrificing one of the parents' freedom. They are sacrificing socialization of their kids. Uh, but here's what they're gaining. They're gaining the ability to teach their kids about God, reading, writing, and arithmetic, the things that are important, not teaching about LGBT, which is the program last week. We talked about the laws that are in now four states, Illinois being one of them, Illinois, Colorado, California, and I think New Hampshire, uh, that are teaching LGBTQ, LMNOP uh, in our classes. And California goes on and on and on with Mexican-American history and Black American history. And, you know, we teach Black American history in every school in the country. Do they teach about white American history? The history that whites did, they're destroying Everything the left touches, it destroys. Homeschooling is the first and best and quickest offense against this. 
The second recommendation I would make is this. When I went to school, and probably today, when most kids go to school, and my, my kids will tell you there, there was never an option whether they were going on to college or not. That was just a given. I mean, it's not that we physically said anything or did anything or told them they had to. I never did that. But they all three just assumed they went, and all three of my kids went, and all three of them are doing great. However, there are many that are not. And in the, in the society that I see today, in the education system that I see today, I would question college. You know, you can bypass K through 12 by homeschooling, but how do you how do you do that in college when you need to present a degree to get advanced jobs? Now, there are exceptions to that. If you're going for a specialized knowledge-based degree, medical, law, computers, things where you have to go there to learn a special thing, then I think college is important and you should. But for the vast majority of people, going to college is not a thing anymore. It used to be when our country was young and most people were uneducated or undereducated, like my uncle had a ninth grade education. He retired a millionaire. Did very, very well. He had common sense. My dad had a high school education, and he spent most of his life working to get a college education. He graduated the same year I graduated college, but he spent his whole life doing it because college, at, at that point in time, college meant something because not everybody had it. Today, everybody's got a college degree. It doesn't mean anything. Today, what means something is a trade Remember those three things I just said, medical, a, a lawyer, and uh, well, whatever the other one was. I don't remember the other one. Oh, computers. Or seminary. Those are well-paid trades. What about the other trades? We all need plumbers and electricians and carpenters. How about we take another look at trade schools and make that a thing. Some kids waste their time even in high school. If you know that you're going to inherit your dad's plumbing business, why are you spending four years in high school and four years in college? Go to a trade school, learn to be a plumber, and then apprentice while everybody else is going to college. Come on. It's more important to learn trades and specialty skills than it is to get a piece of paper. It doesn't mean anything anymore. Question college. Have a purpose to go to college. If you have to go to college to be a teacher, I think that should be a thing. But in most, you don't need a college degree. You need, a, you need an associate's at most and then take a test and get your certification. If you know what you want to do, go do that. Now, if you want to go to college and you want to spend $80,000 a year to get a, you know, a degree in 
I don't know, history, go do that. But know that you're not going to do anything with a history degree other than maybe be an author or teach school. So question college and let's let's start looking at trade schools and promote trade schools. I think that's imperative. Okay. One of the major issues that happened, and there is a direct correlation between behavior in schools and the absence of corporal punishment. If a kid goes to school and know that they can act up and do anything they want to do, and the worst thing that's going to happen is they're going to kick them out of school, hey, guess what? That's not a punishment for kids. Getting kicked out is a punishment on the parents. It's a punishment for the school because they lose funding. The kid is going, yay, I don't have to go to school. No, 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 no. You bring corporal punishment back. You allow the teacher to decide the discipline. And if they need a whack on the butt, then whack them on the butt. If the, if the teacher needs to carry around a ruler or whack them on the knuckles when they're misbehaving, then that's what needs to happen. Now, do we need to have guidelines? Yes. I have advocated for a long time. We have cameras in the hallways and in the classrooms. That would protect the students and the teachers. No problem at all with that. Every teacher I know thinks that's a great idea. The administrators don't. Because the administrator's point of view is not about education, it's about indoctrination, and they don't want word to get out on leaked camera video about what they're teaching in class. And that's a fact. So bringing back corporal punishment, and that can be done quickly overnight, and that will restore order to the classroom. In the 1950s, the biggest problem they had was chewing gum in, in class and talking. Today in classes, we have uh, metal detectors to detect uh, firearms and knives. We have murders. We have mass shootings. We have uh, pregnancy issues. We have skipping school period. We have high dropout rates. Uh, we have discipline problems. We have uh, children with ADHD, uh, handicapped children, and everybody goes to school. Nobody has a special place to go. Hey, let's admit our issues. If your child has a learning disability, they have no business being in a regular school. Put them in a, in a special school. Now, I know that sounds cold-hearted, but there's no reason in the world by one person and you can have compassion, and I do have compassion. I want him to be a useful member of society. But what I don't want to have happen is for the teacher to have to take away from the other 20 kids in the class to deal with this one person. And I know what I'm talking about because my daughter is a teacher. When you have behavioral issues that the teacher can't deal with, and you have people that know that they're never going to be failed and they're going to be passed up, they have no motivation to do anything except distract the kids that are in the class. We need to end that. The handicapped kids need to go to a handicapped school. The disability kids need to go to a disability school. They need to go to a trade school. Maybe some people don't even need to be in school. If they're going to spend the rest of their life in an institution, why are they taking up time and space in school? 
not only from our kids, but for themselves. Why would they do that? Makes no sense at all. Now, in order to take it back, one of the problems that we addressed was when the state and federal infuse money into the local school district, they exert control. Keep them out. We pay property tax to pay for our education system. So keep the feds out, keep the state out, and let the property tax pay for the education of our kids. If you can't afford it, get rid of the administration. Teachers is what's important. We have a whole huge thing of bureaucracy between in, in, the, in the, this district that I live in. We have the, the uh, leader of school district 186 is a female. She makes $279,000 and some change a year. That's outrageous. The average teacher makes just under $50,000 here in Springfield. That is outrageous. How about, how about this? How about if we cut out all of the administration and we have the school principals report directly to the, to the district leader and get rid of all the administration and take that money and let's pay our teachers more. And let's make the administrator make $40,000 and let's pay our teachers $100,000. That's the way it should be. We keep throwing trillions of dollars at our education system over the last 50 years, and the teachers are still crying about money, but the administration in the middle is making a killing, and the union's doing great. And they keep throwing their support behind these people because it's all about the Benjamins. Do not have a federal department of education. If I were a president, the first thing I would do would get be, be to get rid of the Department of Education. We don't need it. Education should be local. Remember, we went from number one to number 27 inside of 30 years after it became a federal cabinet post under Jimmy Carter. Take it local. Let the local people make decisions. Let the local people fix their taxes and fix their salaries. Stop making it a federal case. And this is the problem that every American has an issue with. But this is the only way to keep it the way that it needs to be. And that is get involved. Get involved with your children's education. Get involved with your children's discipline. Get involved with your teachers in the class. Get involved with your school. Get involved with fundraisers. Get involved with the local school boards. Get involved in the Parent Teachers Association. But get involved. Now, everybody can't do everything but everybody can do something. If you don't have the time to spend with your kids and don't have kids, if you don't have the time to get involved with your children's education, don't have kids. If you don't have the time to get involved 
with the PTA and the local school board don't have kids. People today think they can have kids and have the schools become the babysitters. And I'll give you a good example. As I record this, they have suspended school in the state of Illinois for the next two weeks because of the coronavirus. And you know what's happening? Everybody's freaking out. And they're freaking out because they don't know how to, what to do with their kids. People have been using the public education system as babysitters for their kids so the parent, both parents can work. That's not how it's supposed to be. Get involved with your kid's life. If you can't do that, don't have them. I have been advocating that teacher or pe people who have kids accept the roles that God gave them. Child rearing is a female point of view. The education system in this country went straight to hell in the handbasket when women decided they needed a career more than they needed kids. They could have kids so they could have it all. So they decided, okay, I'll have kids and I'll still work so I can have it all. I can have the money, I can have the career, I can have kids, and I'll just have the school system take care of them and I'll put them in daycare. And you know what one of the big concerns now, now that they cut school, the government is crying because the kids aren't going to be fed breakfast and lunch. If you can't feed your kids, don't have kids. The state is not your babysitter. Take care of your kids. If Americans would do that, we would be a lot better off. Those are my recommendations on how to take America back again from the left as regard to our education system. Next week, we're going to take a look, start a series on uh, the press. What has happened to the press in the last 60 years? Where we are today and how we can take America back again from our press. That's going to be really interesting. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you are an awesome, awesome God. I want to give you thanks and praise and glory for everything. Lord, bless these words. Bless our country and bless our education system in spite of the fact that we don't deserve it. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, just an announcement or two. As you can see over my shoulder, go to our website, prayerboxministry.org, and take a look over there. We like to say you can go over there and do one thing every day for the next seven years and never repeat yourself, and we are continually adding content. So go over there and take a look, prayerboxministry.org. Well, that's a program, everyone. You have a blessed week. I look forward to next week when we start our new series, How to Take America Back Again with regard to the press. And we are living in the mess that the press has created which is depressing. We'll see you next week. My name is Reverend Brian, and I am the Right Winged Reverend.